Ring, ring. Ring, ring. A grand hotel. Hi, could I speak to the manager, please? Speaking. Hi, manager. What is your name? My name? Your of name. Of course. Yeah. I have a name. All right. Could I speak to the assistant manager, please? <laughs> My name is Senf Meyerheim Zinowitz, the oh, manager but- of the Grand Hotel. All right. I'll just call you. I'm just going to call you Gustav. That's okay. I'd How like to I book a room. Su- I'd like to book in oh. your room. Uh, room at your hotel, please. I got the, the Olympics coming up. The Olympics? Yeah, the Berlin Olympics. I'm coming in for them. I do the uh, shot put. I do the discus. Try to get in on the high jump, but I'm afraid of heights. Oh, wonderful. I love a a triathlete. It's a deal breaker. Well, no, I do other ones. I'm just not very good at them, so I don't put them up front. You know, it's like if if we become friends, I'll explain it to you later once I get there. Oh, I don't see that happening. Well, you seem like a bit of a prick, so I don't see it happening much either, but... So, I gotta get I'm that. Going listen, to have listen, to ask... shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Oh, goodness. I'm a customer and you'll listen to me for Christ's sakes. Oh, my. I'd like a suite of rooms. A suite of rooms? Yeah, I'm gonna need a lady to take uh, stenography. I take, uh, she's called a stenographer. I'm gonna need one of those to take <laughs> notes. Why? Just, I like to keep track of my discus throws. I like to oh, know how everything goes. I like. Angles. You mean a coach? You need a coach. <laughs> well, a I discus could use coach. a coach if you could get one, but I think at this Not stage in the game, I think at this stage in the game, getting a coach that's Olympic quality. Uh, you know, how is this well. a stenographer going to help you with the discus? You're just going to throw it and go, oh, right down seven hundred yards. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Oh wow! What else that's does seven a football fields? Do? I'm not exactly sure where I'm from either. This is why my accent might keep changing a little bit. Well, my I like to keep is, it open. I like to play it for any any country that'll have me. Oh, that's what. And yet, what? I don't you're... like to be offensive about it, so I just talk like this. You're a mercenary Olympian. You'll just go where they need it. I know. Olympians, mercenaries. I mean, I hate to break character at this point. I'm not breaking anything. But aren't they all? Aren't they? Well, yeah, but you now know, as the manager of the Grand Hotel, that I'm a—I'm probably not an Olympian. This seems like some sort of ploy. You have a scheme. Yeah, do you got a restaurant in there? What do you got? A 24-hour snack attack I can get. I get very hungry at night. We have a smoothie bar. I don't even know. And a waffle you station. Don't have a smoothie bar at this. Oh, stage of the we game. do with the Grand at the Grand 1933? Hotel. Oh yeah. What is this 32? People were blending things What forever. year is this? How do you what think people with no the... teeth win? What, what year was... is it? What, what are you, he... Marty McFly? You don't know what year <laughs> it is? What year are the Berlin Olympics? I might be oh, the... I might be coming in early. Well, that's un... better early than late. That's what <laughs> yeah, I always right. say to Olympians. Berlin Olympics. Oh, they're obviously scheduled for 1936. Oh, yeah. So I'll be there in a few years. Oh, you're never too early to get down to the course, though, and try it it's out. It's weird that nobody mentioned Hitler at any point in this movie. Did they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that his rise happens yet. Oh, yeah, it does. He started when in like was 32. the burning of the Reichstag? He started in like 32. Okay, well. It I t- mean, t- you're t- just thinking t- World War Two. You're thinking uh, 41 to 45, was it? Well, that's all that really. Those are the only years that counted. Yeah, but you're only thinking of once America got into it. But he was, uh, yeah, of he course. was doing his business long before we got involved. 
I will tell you that uh, as a, I'm also uh, not only am I the manager of the Grand Hotel, I'm also a, a uh, fortune oh. teller. Ooh, I see into the future, and that the burning of the Reichstag would not happen for another whole calendar year. Yeah, but I believe Hitler's still in power at this point. No, or it might I'm be, telling you, uh, it the might inciting be incident was the burning Wilhelm. of the Reichstag in 1933. Yeah, there might be someone else in charge. I don't fucking know, but I'm it's not Hitler sure yet. Hitler's in play. You don't know shit, you dipshit. He's at least employed. He's at he least the employed in the, in the organization at this point. Ah, uh, historically... Uh, one, anachronistic. I don't even know who this Hitler is. He's my favorite painter at the moment. All right. You know what? I think I'll just check out see what Best Western's got available. Why don't you do that? You're a bit of a prick. You're a bit of a prick. Good scene. Damn, dude. I think we just did a Harold. Not familiar with what you're talking about, but... Oh, that's improv terminology. That's oh, we notch. nailed it. We did mm, a Saturday yeah. Night Live for the people. <laughs> we just did a Saturday Night Live. Live from New York, it's two boys in a balcony. And here's E.G. Smith with the theme. Bill McMorrow. Oh, I would love to have Don Pardo introduce the pod. Well, I mean, I think he's dead, but... Yeah, but whoever's doing Don Pardo now, it's got to be... Uh... Daryl Hammond. Oh, I'd love to have Daryl Hammond introduce the pod. Yeah, because you love cocaine. Doesn't he do it as a... Is I that mean, a Gondelman hey. riff? Boom. God. Well, now I feel like a real shithead. And uh, you look like one, two. Just play the fucking theme. Do we already Grand do Hotel, it? Hotel, 32. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. We're back. It's very enthusiastic. It's a very special episode this week. We've got intensely, a great guest star. Intensely special episode. Very special. One of the most special. It's the fifth Academy Awards. That's whoosh. Nobody thought Next. that we were going to get to number five after the Broadway never melody thought. of 1937. Oh no way. Wait, again, you have got to get a calendar. 39. 30, 29, dipshit. 29 is all the way back there? Yeah, Dude, how I long mean, have we been doing this? It seems like we're flying. Yeah, we're on the fifth one. And how you many are there total? You've got a hard time with numbers and chronology. We just had 100? I got kicked no, in the head in like by the a donkey when I was a little kid. And Damn, I've always an ass, had, I've had a hard an time. An ass kicked an ass? <laughs> I'm just going to let it breathe for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Letterman laughing at his own jokes over here. Ah, <laughs> uh, God bless his smutty heart. Hey, guys, here I never go. got kicked in the head by any animal. I'm just stupid. No. How many animals have you kicked in the head, though? I, I would never kick an animal in the head. Are you kidding me? You kick Off him in the, the record. hind legs. You kick him in the back. Oh, oh, just sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat's acting up. You get down on the ground. You sweep the legs. Oh, no, you just shave his whiskers off, and he can never find the proper way to land. 
Oh my! Is that don't is that do a that? That's a riff, and that riff landed terribly as the cat would if the whiskers had been taken off. Is I'm not I'm not joking. I know that you sometimes you feign to be an expert in things, and uh, is that a true thing? Do the whiskers have something to do with cats oh, yeah. landing on yeah, their feet? Yeah, that's how they sent that. That's how they sense directly. That's how they like, orient themselves. Yeah, that's how they orient oh. themselves. The whiskers. If you shaved a cat's whiskers off, man, woo, you got a world of hurt. What if you dropped like, like, like a guy with like a Raleigh fingers, like curly mustache, like off a building? Would he be able to straighten himself out? Man, I would. There's got to be a, a more recent a reference than Raleigh fingers. I mean, yo, you got a, you got a more recent reference <laughs> for a fucking Raleigh up. fingers, curly Q <laughs> mustache. Like, I mean, that I've been watching a lot style, of Dead baby. I've been, I'm dude. I'm like a season and a half deep in Deadwood now. After Cimarron touched off an urge. To, I just I don't want expansion. I don't want to. I don't want to. Your mustache, close cut, keeping it tight. You maintain oh, it. I, can't, it looks, I don't have the ability to Raleigh fingers it. Have you tried? The, no, I mean I probably, but not intentionally. Sounds like you the don't. Have, sounds like you I don't have the come, confidence. Oh, I don't. Absolutely. But the closest I could muster a Raleigh fingers mustache would be uh, Bob Stanley sideburns, which I can grow like a motherfucker. Yeah, Google it. Google that real quick. Bob Stanley Bob had the crazy-ass sideburns. And uh, Side I can do burns. those. But facially, I've never been able to get it correct. It's because I was kicked in the head by a donkey when I was seven. Mm, yeah, I'm not getting... Well, I mean, Any... it's not important enough to fucking tank the rest of the show over it, but... Yeah, Just but trust me, even... you've seen yourself when you don't get a haircut. You, un- You're telling me. It's not fun to look at. You're not fun to interact with when you're like that. Why? Why are you hurting me? <laughs> because it's fun. People enjoy you... it. They like to listen to it. They say, oh, Bill took Sean down a peg and he deserved it. I don't think anybody thinks I deserve it. No one deserves to be treated like that. Who persevere, Sean? Persevere. <laughs> Apologies all around. To Billy you and boy. the listener, Sean. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. You've recently t- turned Stop into an old it. man last week. Stop it. 38 years young. Feel full of life. <clears throat> Are you only 38? What the hell um, happened to you? I mean, what? I mean, you look like I would have said 43 at the earliest. So I look sophisticated? Is that what you're trying to say? No, nobody 43 is sophisticated. Everybody oh, 43 is prematurely aging. 42. Oh, shit. So I look 42. All right. Once you're 50, you're sophisticated. And people look at you and go, this guy might Means, be able to get uh, me into the club. Oh, yeah? This guy <laughs> will definitely I'll tell you right now, here. I can't. I cannot get you into the club. When was the last time you went to Duck Club? Duck Club? Mm-hmm. Uh... What, what do you mean? Like a uh, a comedy club, or like are you, know, you talking I mean, like a? Doosh, you know that doosh, you know doosh, that you know doosh, that's not doosh, what you know. It's not what I'm talking doosh, about. Douche, douche, Yeah, douche, douche, douche. When was the last uh, time you were douching it up, baby? <laughs> douching it up? No, douching. Douching. Douching with a J. Is that how you would spell it? Yeah, I think a G would be dugging. Right. I've lost the thread of this whole thing. Or dooging? What are we... What? I don't, I don't go to the clubs, Sean. I'm not usually invited. All right, I'll invite you next time. Jesus. I would not accept it. 
Why would I go to the club with you? Just sit in the corner. Why are you complaining about fucking? That nobody's asking me to dance. Nobody's (laughs) inviting you to these clubs. In your face. I'm offering. I'm offering to take you to the club, and you're like, I'm not gonna go. I don't want it. No, it's not that. I mean, I could go to the club without you. I'd choose not to. You couldn't. People standing around drinking cups of poison. Trying to be best friends with each other. Oh, here we go. No, Suffragette Bill. Fucking no, thank you. Queen of the Temperance Movement, Bill McMorrow showed back up. Oh, look how look how strong these three Bud Lights made me. Ugh. Oh, you don't know how strong I get off Bud Light. I could imagine. I'm fucking ripping shit up. Ripping shit. I think Bud Light is actually the only beer that I'm going to continue to drink because everything else makes me feel awful. And because it's poison. watery Sean. enough. I'm yeah, not even being poison. A, I'm not even being a funny pants. It's poison to your body. That's why they say. That's why it's called intoxicated. It's the toxic part. Your what, body's what not you meant to. It? Your body's not meant to process alcohol like that. I don't think it's meant to process any of your uh, illicit substances as well. Why not? No. I mean, it's not natural to to take sure stuff off the ground and light it on fire. Sure it is. It's not natural to take fucking hops and rice and barley and throw it in your bathtub and smush it around for fucking eight weeks and then fucking force it into smaller containers and then have your friends t- taste it. That's gross. You should go to Dude, jail I'm, for that. I'm fucking straight up hung up on them forcing the stuff to get into smaller containers. Get in the fucking... Get in the smaller container. Well, it's because it blo- you know because of the gases... Hey, you, hops and barley. <laughs> Whoa, dude, what do we got? Scott Wheeland in the house? What is up? Chris Cornell stopped by. I had a megaphone sitting next to the, my desk. How so long I has I that been sitting there? Oh, I bought this for the roast battle in 2015. Has that been sitting there the whole time we've been recording and you've never used it? Uh, I believe that to be correct. Yeah, that's probably a reason. Put it away. First of all. <laughs> oh, who the fuck listens to this podcast? What? I'd like what to meet them. Possibly... I'd like to Please. meet them if they're there. We need to talk. We need to get Once... you the help you deserve. Once we get Joe out. Joe Biden ain't going to do it. Joe Biden ain't going to do it. It's not helping us, Sean. Oh, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Or follow. They changed the Apple Podcast app. I don't know. Have you noticed this thing? They yeah, took they one did. Of the worst, they took one of the worst apps on the internet, the <coughs> Apple Podcast app, but it's just the one that's the easiest to use with my phone and headphones. And Yeah. They made it um, shitty. They made it difficult to use. Yeah. You don't subscribe to a podcast anymore. You, you follow the podcast. So if if you're if you're already... Uh, subscribed yeah now uh, you're a follower so it doesn't affect you though you're still like i don't have to go on and resubscribe to shit right i don't think so somehow this is all joe rogan's fault and i have not pieced it together how but i know it in my heart of hearts well it's gotta be i know it isn't our fault certainly not ours and if people want to take us to court over it do it I so mean, I'd be suggest the legal fees, doing motherfucker. it. It's going to take yeah. a while to file everything. And... Yeah. I mean, yeah. The legal I don't answer the door, so I don't know how you're going to serve me. 
I mean, I'll serve, Bill. Oh, I, man. You would yeah. do that? Yeah, of course, for a How couple extra bucks. How much do you make for that? What are you making for that? Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm trying to think. I know uh, of a uh, uh, of a good, a great comedian. I won't say his name, but he does uh, on the side... Uh, in addition to his headline and comedy, he does uh, process serving. You're really not going to tell me his name? Uh, I mean, I recently worked with him. You know who he is. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, he, uh, he, that's what he does on the side. And sometimes he has had to um, uh, sublet, or not sublet, to like uh, subcontract out the work to other comedians. To be like, hey, uh, can you uh, just this guy scares me? Can you go do this? <laughs> or maybe he's got too many in a day. I'm not sure how it works, but I know yeah. that that's happened. And uh, yeah, I would fucking absolutely serve you. I have no problem. Because you know why? I'm a friend, and I'd come over, and you'd be like, hey, what's up, buddy? And I'd be like, ha ha, you're served. And I'd be bitch. like, yeah, sure thing, bitch. And then I just then give I'd... it back to you. <laughs> oh shit! Like... Now I'm served. <laughs> Fuck. You'd Damn be like, it. no, but I... you didn't serve me. It's like the ring. Whoever touches the envelope last is going to get sued. Yeah, in seven just don't days. acknowledge it. I'd give it to your wife. She would read it. Dude. Sick of you giving it to my wife. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Inappropriate. Shut it down. Inappropriate. Fifth Academy Awards. Did you think Fifth. it would go this far? Do you think they'd oh, scrap Jesus. it? Jesus. I thought for sure that they would. These guys love it's fucking Hollywood. They love sucking their own dicks. They love it. They fucking love it. And this, this is shit. before Technicolor. They were they sucking the... their own dicks in black and white back then. They're like in game night. They got the bungee cords wrapped around the neck, blowing themselves. I knew you were gonna force it in the conversation. I watched game night. It. <laughs> it's good. It's a good you movie. You love a game. I love a game. I love a game night. I remember film. watching it and I don't think I was as enamored with it. Yeah, I'm in the minority on this one. I think it's a perfect comedy. Uh, oh, are you? Do people say that it sucks balls? No, I don't. I think people are just like, yeah, it was fine. But I'm like, it's a modern classic. Is that Jason Bateman? Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Big Jason Jesse, Bateman fan. Jesse Plemons. I like all Lamar these people. Morris. Plemons is great. Yeah, it's good. Kyle Chandler. What's it streaming on? Where'd you see it? Uh, it's on my voodoo. Oh, you don't say. 4K Holy moly. You can really see yeah. those Monopoly tokens. You can really see the fucking rifles oh, on the wrist. Chance? Is that a chance car that fellow's reading? Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> it that's is. Not, that's not community chest. It's straight up chance. So which one is which? One's orange, one's yellow. I always confuse them with the other. Well, community chest is typically, I mean, they're both fucking the same. Community chest is sometimes you get paid, sometimes you pay that. And then chances, sometimes you get paid, sometimes you pay that. Yeah, you know what? Nobody gives a fuck. Monopoly oh. sucks. Move along. Oh, it does. It blows. Talk dude. about choo-choos. Nobody likes Monopoly. Cut the shit. We played uh, Monopoly with the kids for the first time, and it the was only just fun like... thing about Monopoly is being a kid and all, seeing all the money and the pieces, and driving the car, and then you go to jail once, and you're like, "Fuck this!" Driving Flip the car. It. Well, the little token. They got the car. They got the. Oh, that's true. The eye and the thimble. The dog. We play. Uh, we only have. Pen the hypodermic we only have, uh, needle. 
that's not one of them. We have Pokemon Monopoly, which is the pieces have been replaced with little Pokemon. Oh, that's fun for the kids. It is fun for the kids. And you make them walk around the neighborhood to actually play the game. And then I just absolutely fucking demolished them in a way that was, like, hurting their feelings. I know it's a Louis C.K. bit on one of his specials, but it's my daughter was just like, why is, I, if I land there, I'm going to be gone? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, mean, it's not going to be good. But if you rolled. land there, and I was like, if I land there, I'm gonna be totally fine. You'll just you're just delaying the inevitable for another round. She got to learn sometimes, Sean. She got to learn sometimes. The Fifth Academy Awards, Dateline, November eighteenth, nineteen thirty-two. All the stars are out tonight, my friends. Do they have the man's Chinese theater back then? Was that where uh, they did, did it? The Grauman's Chinese Theater. Grumans, right? But they call uh, it Man's Chinese Theater, right? I don't. What do they think call it? So. The Grumon. I think it's the Grom's Chinese Theater. I'm gonna look it up because you know what? I don't wanna. I don't wanna. Uh, I thought it was Man's Chinese Theater. Speak. I will say this: it not as uh, not that impressive when you actually yeah, go buy it. Yeah, I've been there. It's kind of gross. <laughs> you know, it's it uh, is. There's something about Dirty Spider-Man hanging out in front of it that Dude, really takes dirty away all of them. Do you ever watch that uh, the Superman documentary? Oh, about, about the all the characters? That, well, about Superman specifically. Um, There's no. one. Uh, you should look it up. I forget what it's called. But it's about the dude that specifically plays the Superman there. And then, like, the, the legal fights and shit. It's really good. But, man, uh, what an existence. Yeah, it's opened as the Grauman's Chinese Theater, and then in uh, 1973, it turned to the Man's Chinese Theater, and then in 2001, it reverted back to the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And that was oh. that was post 9/11. Was that like, hey, we got to get back to what made us great? Oh boy, Cheezo Pizza. I don't know. Maybe we they got in under the wire. Movie on that dead one. is what they used to be called. If we're ever yeah. going to get a sense of normalcy back. Yeah, shit. I didn't even consider it. Could have been. Uh, Could have been 9/11 motivated. They were hiding something. Do you think the mans were behind it? I don't know. When did Netflix come into being? Was that post nine eleven? Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it seems to fit then, right? With what I was saying earlier about the other thing. I mean, could you have said a vaguer sentence? <laughs> a what? Vaguer? What are you? I don't you know. Oh, pardon. Could you have said a vaguer sentence? You say things weird sometimes. You are You're in a really nice guy. And sometimes I take advantage of that and I apologize. Oh, I love being taken advantage of. You know that. Uh the Fifth Academy Award. So now it's back right? to Grumons, Chinese Theater. Groms. Gromans? Groms. Groms. Is that G R U M A N N? I I'll tell you this. Uh G R A U M A N. nothing to do with uh anything that we're <laughs> gonna talk about. May not even have existed at the time. This took no, place it's a, at the but Im- we're talking. We're talking about uh, old Hollywood. The Academy. I'm, we're trying to find out sure. if that's where they had the the awards. They didn't. All right, Kodak Theater. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Disneyland. No. The Ambassador uh, the Hotel. Wax Museum. I just yeah, at Madame Tussauds. The original. The original. Right there. They did it. You know what they did it at the the. Uh, the Museum of uh, Psychopharmacy or whatever the fuck it is. The Scientology Museum about the dangers of uh, antidepressants. Oh, really? Museum of... Uh, oh, 
Oh, what the hell is it called? I drove by it when I was in L.A. like a hundred times. I think it's the Museum of Pharmacy. Pharmacology? I don't know. Something like this. It's a weird, like, uh, anti-Christian science, Scientology thing. Hollywood's fucking weird. I don't recommend Dude, it's anybody either that there. Or it's just, like, T-shirt, uh, Oscar statue shops. Yeah. I wanted like to find... Uh, those. I think I I think I did find Don Rickles' star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah, and who could possibly give a shit? I mean, I, as I soon think as I saw it, I was point, like, "Oh, this was a waste of my afternoon." Yeah, I think it was. I think it used to mean a lot more than it does now. Yeah, do you know you have to buy those? Oh, really? You, like, uh, you got to pay the, for it yourself. No shit. Yeah. Is that? Is that a newer occurrence, or is that how it's always been? I think that might have been how it's always been. Usually it comes out of, like, you know, every celebrity has a foundation, and sometimes they'll do, like, as a tax thing. They'll buy a star on the Walk of Fame. See, I think, think like, all that uh, Walk of Fame shit meant a lot more back in the 80s, 70s, 60s. Like, back going towards the old Hollywood. When we were a fitter country and we were walking. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, before, like, Reality TV stars started getting fucking oh Jesus stars and you know I was I loved I loved uh, you would walk around and you'd see one for somebody on the radio and you'd be like who the fuck gives a shit about this guy <laughs> oh radio star ooh Pugs McDougal <laughs> <laughs> I heard video killed you uh, oh, November eighteenth riff you just came up with Sean I want to take a second and let everybody hear that again say it again. Like uh, it's a, a, a video killed the radio. Oh, the boggles! You just got boggled, sir. Oh, damn it! I boggled myself. Uh, Nineteen thirty-two, honoring films, of course, between August first and nineteen thirty-one, and July thirty-first, nineteen thirty-two. Only one awards this year, and unlike last. Uh, oh, nice. So we're almost spanning a calendar year. Almost August doing a whole calendar year. July first, right? Because it, before it's been like six months. Uh, yeah, it's a whole. It, it is a calendar year. It's August first, and then to uh, July, yeah, July thirty first. Yep, you're right. right. I just repeated what you said, but shittier. I'm stupid. Well, I thought you said August thirty first to July first, so I was like, oh, they left a couple months out there, but yeah, they just say if you release your movie in the middle of July, <laughs> you're, you're fucked. fucked. You're an idiot. People are at the you beach, you loser. Dipshit. <laughs> it's hot out, dumbass. <laughs> we haven't invented air conditioning yet. Yeah, you want to go sit in a hot they room? Have. Nobody knows. I mean, it, you had to go to the. That's the only way you could see news, also, right? And they used oh, to right. Sh- they did, right? They used to do news like, reels. Uh, the news reels, the cartoons. You'd get an ice cream. You'd have a hand. I job. always think of, uh, of Roger Rabbit. There's like a scene that takes place in. Uh, in a movie theater where they uh, they show a goofy short and Roger Rabbit's critiquing it. Yeah. And then uh, they show the news of Marvin Acme, Kid and Killed. Great movie, Roger Rabbit. Who framed it? It is a great movie. But not one of the ones we're talking about today. Great rabbit. Good rabbit. One of Good the better hell rabbits. hell of a rabbit. Why didn't they do more with Roger Rabbit, I ask myself on a weekly basis. It seems weird that they didn't. They put him, wasn't he in Space Jam or something, right? Did they uh, throw him in one of those? No. No? Nope. Ah. No, he's not in anything else. Maybe I'm thinking of the Bugs Bunny one. Yeah, Bugs Bunny is in Space Jam. <laughs> arguably the star. the same fella, huh? I him believe and, uh, he's... I believe Rabbit, he's... Uh, Bugs Bird Bunny? I think Bugs Bunny gets top billing in Space Jam. He does, right? It's a Warner Brothers is, jam. That's gotta piss off Michael Jordan. 
I think it just made him play harder. <laughs> and I and I took that personally. Uh, Grand Hotel, the winner, the film that we are ostensibly about to speak about for an hour, is the only Best Picture winner to receive no other nominations, Billy. Really? Nobody else makes it in on this one. That's silly. There's uh, at least a couple acting nominations could have happened, I think. For sure. Uh, and and I think this movie looks really good. You could have thrown the director a bone. Uh, and it's Who directed uh, it's the, it. Uh, of course you would. Uh, oh, I have that information. I mean, it seems like a pertinent question. Edmund Goulding. Edmund oh, Goulding. From uh, Elliot Gould. Ing. Uh, he goes on to make um, Nightmare Alley is the only movie that I've ever heard of. And that might Nightmare just be, Alley? Might just be uh, an alley that I'm thinking of. Is that a, a James Cagney? That sounds like a James Cagney film. Uh, no, Tyrone Power. Oh, he looks a lot like uh, James Dean. Tyrone Ty- Power was in uh, Place in the Sun. Is that what he was in with Elizabeth Taylor? I watched something with him in it recently. I mean, all these guys all look the same. To me, he yeah, looks they like have fucking the same uh, cut. Fred McMurray and any of those fucking guys. From like the 40s, 50s, where it's just like they got the one haircut and they all wear suits. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about him. He's a jerk. Uh, Grand Hotel, one of the first, it's the first of four films to win a Best Picture without a director nomination. Could you guess the other three winners whose directors did not get nominated? This will be a fun game. I mean, didn't we, wasn't. I thought All Quiet on the Western Front was one. Did he? I thought he no, didn't he, get nominated. he was the first to win picture and director. All right. Uh, without getting nominated, I would say I could not name any of them. <laughs> okay. Best picture winners that did not receive a best director nomination. Grand Hotel, Driving Miss Daisy. Who directed Argo that? Did... Driving Miss Daisy? Yeah. Great uh, movie. Bruce, I love it. Bruce Barris. Bruce Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, yeah, Bruce, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Beresford. You really you like Driving Miss Daisy? Yes, I did. Oh, I've never seen it. Uh, I'm not sure. Watching that in. <laughs> you I mean, cunt. well, You're I mean, I have a spreadsheet that tells me every fucking picture that you've seen. Dude. I was born in 1983. At what point in my life would I want to watch Driving Miss Fucking Daisy? Well, first of all, that's not the title of the movie. You're thinking of the Should've porn been. parody. Oh. No, the porn parody would It's fucking Morgan Freeman. You got Jessica Tandy. You got the porn parody. Casual racism. The porn parody of Driving Miss Daisy is not Driving Miss Fucking Daisy. It's Fucking Miss Daisy. That's cleaner. I didn't direct it. I don't know. (laughs) Are you sure you didn't direct it? You you did have that that brief stint as a porn parody uh, filmmaker. I was more just a. brush-up guy. I'd come in, I'd do a little script work. I'll do a little punch-up. Tickle the balls. Get out of here. Do a little stunt cock. Hey, did you think about putting fucking in the title? Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, Argo. Ben Affleck famously not nominated for Argo. Oh, he was not nominated for that, huh? I think it's pretty insane to not nominate a director for a movie that's nominated for Best Picture. 
Well, well, I mean, well, they they can nominate up to ten movies for best picture, but they can only nominate five people for oh, best. Oh right, director. yeah. So it's not crazy, but it's uh, unusual. Yeah, I mean, well, because they it changes though, because they've had for a long span, it was just five best picture nominees. That's true, and I'll tell you, here are the directors from that year that were nominated instead of Ben Affleck, and you can tell me who you're kicking out. Ang Lee wins for Life of Pi. No argument there. Great That's movie. Great, great movie. movie. Michael Haneke for Amore. I think Life uh, of Pi should have won over Argo. Yeah, well, let's keep going on this list. Ben Zietlin, Beast of the Southern Wild. Steven Haven't Spielberg. Seen it, but it's supposedly really good. Steven Spielberg uh, nominated for Lincoln. Oh, that's about the President Abraham Lincoln. Honest Abe, they called him. Great movie. And then David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, ben Affleck could have got in there, but Spielberg or Ang Lee should have won. Who won? Ang Lee, Life of Pi. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's right. Yeah, that's a good movie. I was su- I, really I'd surprised. Say, I would say that it would go between either her and Spielberg, and that's taken into account that I did not see uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Um. It looks good though. I've I have watched the trailer and it looks like a pretty movie. Yeah, that's uh, one of uh, looks like three that I have. I haven't seen Beast of the Southern Wild that was nominated. Amore, and uh, is that a cartoon? Sil- Amore? No, no, no. I think it's a it's a French uh, film about um, love. Uh, I think dementia and Alzheimer's. You know, just f- fun light stuff. Uh, good. Like the father. Uh, I mean, we neither of us have seen that movie either. So I watched sure. it. You watched it? No. Oh, then what the? F- I watched the trailer though. Like, oh, okay. I just it's told fair. you about the other thing. Hell yeah, fair. And it looks like it's about dementia. <coughs> Man, I didn't know. I didn't know that watching the trailer sure. counted. I got to go update the spreadsheet because I've watched a lot of trailers. It looks. I did not put it on the spreadsheet. And Sean, the last one, I'm of course. Best Picture winner without a Best Director nominee. Green Book. Oh, the other Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Mr. Daisy. Yeah. Ooh, that's strange, huh? Those two movies. I mean, it is. It's just like a flip flip version of it. Um, I just want to just. And neither one it. of them get directed. Who directed uh, Green Book? That's, that's a, a, that's a fairly a, joint, baby. Yeah, right? Uh, I think that's why he didn't get Nominated, is that a Farrelly Brothers or just a Peter Farrelly or Bobby? Uh, that's Farrelly. Peter uh, Peter Solo joint. All right, I, Bobby's out. I don't know what the fuck Bobby's up to. Uh, Alfonso Caron wins for Roma that year, and then the other nominees are uh, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, Powell Powell. It's a good movie. Powell Palikowski for Cold War, which is a Polish film that looks uh, it's a musical or something. Uh, Yorgos. You love a musical number, Sean. You're always tapping your foot. You're always saying, oh, I could, I, if I could only get up on this hip, I would dance. You and I are about 12 hours removed from uh, our first viewing of uh, the brand new In the Heights. Old school. What a fun Ooh. flick. That's how a musical should be. None of this mopey bullshit. Let's yeah, get some good. energy and color. It's fun as fuck, dude. In the Heights. A lot of color in it, dude. It's very a good. A balcony recommendation. Hey, t- two balconies up. 
I'm not going to lie to you. That makes no sense. I think when we get to episode uh, 95 at the 95th Academy Awards, I think we might be talking about In the Heights. Spoiler alert. Oh, you're giving it the award? I'm calling it. Babe Ruth calling my shot. I think this thing gets a Best Picture nom at least. Oh, it's got to. I mean, what and, else? What do we I mean, got that's... I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out this year. <laughs> we have What's almost all the movies from last year that are coming out this year, plus what is West Side the... Story comes out this year. What do the Oscars go this like now? What is uh, the calendar for that? It's And are uh, they taking the pandemic into effect and making it wider? I'm looking at it right now. The uh, period of eligibility will be... Um, I think it's, I think this last year they extended it to February. So now it's going to be March to December. And there's a lot of stuff coming out at the end of this year that looks, uh, promising. Um, but I think in the Heights, dude, I, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, it was real good. I'll watch good, it again. Good director, John Chu. Jimmy Smith's didn't even kill anybody. Oh, yo, dude, Jimmy Smith's. Huh? How does so Jimmy Smith have a beautiful house? daughter and he does not have to go and seek retribution against someone who did her wrong? Do you think Jimmy Smith's is Liam Neeson? Has Jimmy Smith's got that kind of a rep? I mean, everything I see him in, he's always uh, seeking revenge for somebody that was wronged. Okay, fair. He's great. I fucking love Jimmy Smits. Yeah, no bits, pro Smits on this podcast. Blank no check. bits, pro Smits. That's a blank check catchphrase I stole. Oh, fuck. Now we're, now we're the assholes. I'm just trying to get on their radar, you know what I mean? By stealing the... their bits. Yeah, I, I, don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if necessarily the that's best the way, way to do, do it, it, but... By calling hey. ourselves blank check with Sean and Bill. No, all press is good. Blank press. My, check uh, with Shawnee and Billy. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, this is the only year, Bill, these Fifth Academy Awards where there was a tie for Best Actor. Oh, really? Two and men there was win. No, there was no acting noms from this movie. No acting noms from Grand Hotel. Lionel Barrymore not get nominated for this because there's no. I mean, well, you know what the trick about Grand Hotel is is that there's not the who are, who are the leads and who's supporting in this, and there's no supporting category. Well, I would say that Lionel Barrymore was one of the leads. Yeah, but he's not. I think the, the story revolves around him. Um, we'll get into Lionel Barrymore. Okay, you get but, deep uh, into Lionel Barrymore. Oh, yeah, we're getting deep. <laughs> John Barrymore. Mm, Uncle Billy. The B-Moy, the B-Moy brother. He's not Uncle Billy. John Barrymore? Yeah, but Lionel Barrymore fucks over Uncle Billy. And nothing sexier oh. than that. Uh, it's so great. It's insane to see Lionel Barrymore as an empathetic character after... You know, like my whole life, he's just been Mr. Potter. Just me, oh, yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Potter. And I've seen him in a few uh, flicks now that's like, this dude's great. And he can walk? <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, and in this one, he's poor. He doesn't even own a bank anymore. Best actor. It's the only time there's ever been a tie. One vote separated. Uh, Frederick March got one more vote than Wallace Beery. 
uh, for the champ. Frederick March, the star of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where he plays the titular Dr. Heckle and Mr. Hyde. I haven't seen that. And the Academy had a rule. The Academy had a rule where if they had a, a difference of one, that's a tie, baby. Oh, really? That's not a difference of one? <laughs> that yeah. seems no. silly. Ah, it seems like a clear winner, but... <laughs> that uh, is the antithesis of a tie. Uh, whatever the fuck you want to do, Academy. Hey, only a difference of 12? That's a tie, baby. <laughs> we got a tie yeah, you going gotta, on. You got to round down. <laughs> you got to round down. <laughs> uh, poor Alfred Lunt for the guardsman. He's just fucking sitting in the wings. No love for you. It's also weird that they even announced. Like, we wouldn't have known. It's not like they released the yeah, numbers. Yeah, say that he won. <laughs> say the guy won. Uh, <laughs> they must have hated the dude that won. Imagine it must have been like, you know what? <laughs> I wonder if they announced, like, and with uh, 374 votes, the runner-up, Wallace Beery. And people are like, oh, that's sad. With 375 votes, the winner. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Uh, you got to take into account the margin of error. I don't know. Wallace I mean, Berry is a great actor. Fucking rules, this guy. Dude. This is the. Yeah. He's the only guy to ever win Best Actor who appeared in the Best Picture winner, but he won for a different movie. Holy shit. That can't be the way that we want to get that information across. It's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> a more succinct way to put it, but he won Best Actor for a movie that was not the winner of Best Picture, but he was also in the Best Picture winner. So he, so they, he, well, he tied. Sean, come on, wait, fair. Not... fair enough. Technically, he lost. So he uh... got Best Actor for the Champ, which was fucking great, dude. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I've seen, I've seen the John Voight, uh, Ricky Schroeder remake. Yeah. I uh, I remember it being a good movie, I, and I think it's nominated, right? I think we will get to it at some point. I don't um, think it won, but I believe, or maybe it, maybe I'm thinking acting noms. I bet it probably maybe got an actor. What's that from the '70s? Ricky Schroeder. Uh, maybe like '78, possibly. Maybe even like '79, '80. Uh, I mean, I could. I'll, you know what? Hey, Bill, I'm gonna do you the favor. I'm gonna do you the honor. Of looking up whether it got any acting nominations, because I mean, it's not... you could just ignore the question and we'll deal with it in fucking eighty weeks. No, because I'll be honest with you, I wish we were talking about the champ because that was my pick for uh, the best movie that came out. Yeah, of all the ones that I saw, I only saw. I think I only saw those two. I I saw a bunch. Was the front and... page? No, that was last week. Yeah, all I right. think you may have only seen two. I can look pull up the spreadsheet in a second. I mean, I can pull uh, it up. I don't mean... Ricky, Ricky don't. Schroeder won a Golden Globe for Best New Male Star of the Year in a Motion Picture. And uh, the score was nominated for an Academy Award, but that's it. Now, what's the Golden Globes? Is that the foreign press? Yeah, that's the Hollywood foreign press. Golden Globes sucks dick. It doesn't count. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's movies, though, right? Or is it movies and TV? They do both, yeah, TV and movies. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, you've seen uh, two. Uh, 1931 is the first year. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nominees. I have seen nine. I've watched parts of nine. I've watched all of. No, wait. Oh, yeah, I got the list right here now. I'm having a stroke. I've seen one, Look two, three, you. four, five. Look at you. How do you see so many movies, Sean, Sean Sullivan? 
I'm, dude, I'm so sad. I'm so sad and lonely. Uh, oh, look. I'm looking at you. You're updating these things live. We got the both no, the I'm looking open. at. I'm looking at why you have uh, your name under the champ. It doesn't have why. I don't know if you counted the champ. Oh, I, I this is really it. all good. Uh, probably off air talk though. Yeah, but let's get into. Uh, oh, look at. Oh, hold on. Wow, best 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 actor winner tie. Both gentlemen are are here to announce the nominees. Uh, yes, my name is Frederick March, and I'm Wallace Beery. Oh, I should let you do one of them. Yeah, yes. I was thinking that I was going to stop stepping in as Wallace Perry. What am I here for? Yes. Hey, you remember me, champ. It's No, I am the champ. You are the kid. No, Dink. I'm going to call my son Dink. My name is Frederick Mark. Come on, Dinkus. We're going to the Academy Awards. I don't know what they are either. It's only the fifth one. And the nominees... Like this is a bit that can probably be scrapped. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Wallace Berry, like, I watched Grand Hotel uh, twice. I watched it a while ago. And then earlier this week, I watched The Champ. And then when you were watching Grand Hotel, you had mentioned Wallace Berry, and I totally forgot he was in it. And it, it like, completely different character, dude. It's so good. So I watched, he was in a movie called The Big House that was that lost to um, All Quiet on the Western Front. Like, two yeah. weeks ago, we talked about it. And he's like, he's like a, a guy that's in jail, life in jail, and he's like a, he, you know, he looks like Wallace Beery looks, and he's just, and you go like, wow, this guy's really compelling, and he's good in this movie, The Big House. Uh, so I'm gonna, I just, I made a note. I was gonna watch, take note of him and Chester Morris. Those are the guys that I was impressed with. Uh, and then he popped up in The Champ, and the champ, the character is very similar in demeanor to the the guy in jail from the big house. And I was like, okay, well, he's just like a big, tough, you know, meathead dude. Punch drunk, palooka. Right. And then you watch Grand Hotel and you're like, oh, no, this dude's fucking so well-rounded. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Yeah, we got a damn very Brian. Good. A Brian Dennehy, that's what we call him. Can do it all. And uh, which makes it uh, even better that he did get wound up getting the Oscar for the champ because he's very good in this, too. Yeah, I don't know. I've been looking at his filmography. I don't know if he pops up in anything else that's going to be coming up in weeks ahead, but He has a an older brother that acts, too, that pops up. He popped up oh, he in does? something I watched recently, yeah. Ned, he, uh, I think it's Ned Barry. Wallace Beery, uh, a bit of a uh, uh, curmudgeon. Uh he was a, it seemed like a difficult guy to work with. Jackie Cooper, who uh, the young uh, man from uh, The Champ, uh, plays his son, and they did not get along at all. Oh, really? Nope. Um, uh, yeah, he was uh, Wallace because Berry. Wallace Berry was a serious actor, and Jackie Cooper was a little rascal. Uh, said, yeah, you don't fucking know what I've been through. I'll be honest with you. I think that may have been it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, just pulling it up. Mickey Rooney is one of the only people that ever said anything nice about this guy. <laughs> uh, Jackie Cooper. Okay, uh, here we go. He called him a big disappointment. He accused him of upstaging you're and saying, other attempts. You're saying, I'm sorry, Mickey Rooney is the only one to say <clears throat> something nice about Barry. About Wallace Barry, yeah. All right. 
Jackie Cooper accused him of upstaging and uh, other attempts to undermine his performance. Um, uh, child actress Margaret O'Brien claimed that she had to be protected by crew members from Beery's insistence on constantly pinching her. That's uh, fun. Jesus. He invited a uh, 12-year-old actor, Daryl Hickman, to lunch and then made the kid pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just flexing your muscle. I think, honestly, I think that's uh, what it is. Yeah. Um, he uh, also, for the Grand Hotel, he, because uh, it used to be under, it seems like it used to be under contract to a film studio. That's I MGM, guess how, wasn't it? Was he MGM? Uh, he he was when they did Grand Hotel, but before that he was with Paramount or something else. But when he signed with MGM, he put it in his uh, his contract that he had to be any film that he made, he had to be paid one dollar more than the highest paid actor on the film. And they were like, "Yeah, fucking, of course." Yeah, and I I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean, it is kind of ridiculous. Is to it put to 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 put it in that you're going to get paid $1 more just so you can be a fucking cunt and be like, I'm the highest paid yeah, actor but, on the set. Yeah, but you were also, like, under contract to this place. I mean, back then, they, they couldn't just fucking go make a film somewhere, right? No. Like, that's I think it also, what they had, right? <clears throat> I think it also meant, like, you know, Joan Crawford and those people, like, they're under contract, so they just get put into movies. They don't really have a say of... When this they, sounds like something between Crawford and uh, Betty Davis or something, you know? Yeah, like, uh, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like you're in a contract to the studio, so MGM's like you're gonna be in Grand Hotel. She'd be like, I don't want to be in Grand Hotel. They're like, fuck off. You're gonna be yeah, Grand you Hotel. Don't get a choice, right? So I guess nothing. that I guess if you put in that dollar clause, it keeps you from having to do a bunch of bullshit you don't want to do because they're not gonna overpay you to be some fucking schmuck in a movie. You're guaranteed to be the star. You know what? I take it back. Smartest guy that ever lived. <laughs> And the nominees for the fifth Academy Awards outstanding production are Aerosmith. Oh, Living I on loved the them edge. in the 70s, in the 80s, and then they got into the movie themes, which is yeah. what you probably know them as. One of my least favorite bands of all time. That's insane. Their first five albums are fucking gold, dude. I like Dream On as one of the greatest songs ever written, and that's it. I don't like Aerosmith. Mama I never Kim. have. Dude, I can't explain why I record. never, never liked Aerosmith. All right. Sweet emotion. Get out of here. There's nothing sweet about emotions. Aerosmith, spelled like the arrow from a bow <laughs> and arrow. sounds like a man that's really fighting his inner demons. Directed by John Ford, your oh, best I friend. Love John Ford, dude. That's yeah. Aerosmith? Aerosmith, I watched this. Based on Sinclair Lewis's novel, Aerosmith, a medical researcher is sent to a plague outbreak where he has to decide priorities for the use of a vaccine. Oh, this doesn't sound uh, troublesome or current. Uh, yeah, so that's why I was like, ooh, I got to see this thing. And half of the movie, it's like the whole thing is the whole life story of this guy, Dr. Aerosmith. Yeah. And the only interesting part is about his... he. I mean, he's a fictional character, but he he discovers a cure for the bubonic plague, which is ravaging oh, the West. Oh, good for him. Look at this right. fella getting, right. getting in there and getting out. So this, the, but the first half is about how he's a fucking general practitioner in Nebraska or uh, one of the Dakotas with his wife, and it's just boring. Yeah. And then he discovers this vaccine, and then he goes down to, they go down to the Caribbean, 
and they have like a big doctor conference, and there's a there's an African American. Oh, big doctor conference! Lot there's of an African American goes on. An African American doctor from Harvard, and it was the first time in watching these where I was like, "Wait a whoa, this is a uh, uh, part that is respectfully written. It's an important character, and it's a played by an African American man with gravitas. It's not played for laughs or like." And I was it's like, "John Ooh. Ford for you, brother." All right. And then seconds later, we're at Voodoo Island where they're trying to cure the plague with <laughs> all well, kinds of I chicken wings and soon. shit. And you're like, whoops. Uh, spoke too soon. The second half I is pretty- I love John Ford, dude. He's great. We're going yeah. to talk about him a lot over a the lot. coming years. Um, this not one of his uh, more well-regarded pictures I'm, or well-remembered. Yeah. Uh, next nominee, Bad Girl, directed by Frank Borzaggi. Sexy. Let me guess. Let me guess. She's she, she's got. She smokes, right? She probably throws nope. her hair back. Nope. She probably doesn't listen to her parents at all. Nope. None she of those things. Too fast. Stays out late. Sneaks out of her bedroom window to go hang out with a fella in the woods. I I've only read the synopsis. Drink I watched. Coolers. I watched about ten minutes of this thing and turned it off because it was boring. I'm sure it's good, but it's anybody uh, of note in it? No, a man and a woman, skeptical about our romance, nonetheless fall in love and are wed. But their lack of confidence in the opposite sex haunts their marriage. This movie's called Is Bad that not Girl. Not what I just said. It's called Bad Girl, and all the reviews are. Uh, this is the wrong title for this film. She's a good girl. She does nothing bad the whole time. <laughs> Should they have called it Bad Movie? No, I'm sure it's a good movie. I just, I just, it wasn't holding my attention, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch something I want to watch." Uh, hey, the you're poster, you can do that. You gotta, you gotta see the poster for this thing. It's a lady scantily clad, sitting on feathers, and a dude's like that. dipping down into her titties, and none of that takes place in the film. It's marketed very strangely. Oh, bait and switch, brother! But it wins uh, best director, and it wins best adaptation for a screenplay. Who was the director? Frank Borzaggi. We've oh, I've heard that name. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he directed something else that was nominated earlier in the thing. Oh yeah, there it is. He directed some of those silent nominees: Seventh Heaven and uh, Street Angel. Frank Borzaggi, bad girl, about a good Rip, girl. Good sir. Next nominee: The Champ. Directed by King Veter, a broken-down alcoholic prize fighter struggles to keep custody of his adoring son. Love this fucking flick. Yeah, it's very good. Maybe my favorite boxing movie? I've not seen a lot uh, of them. I, I wouldn't go that far. but It's got to be in the conversation. I mean, you're going to say Rocky, and that's fine. I understand. I almost, I mean, it sounds silly, but I almost don't even consider it a boxing movie, dude. Oh, is it because of the lack of boxing throughout the entire fucking movie? It's got a lot to do with that. (laughs) There's one boxing match where the guy gets rocked in his head and dies, and that's it. I mean, I think it's more of a uh, kid finds mother movie. Like, that whole angle is like. I don't know. She took off, right? I don't, I'm still not yeah. sure how it worked out. So Wallace Beery stars as the champ, and Jackie Cooper is his son, Dink. Now, the champ was married to a woman. Dink. 
and they Jesus. got divorced, and somehow this fucking alcoholic prize she, fighter gets sole custody of the baby. Yeah, she's like, is that my kid? It's like, who else is... Uh, did you have a kid when we were together? Because probably. Yeah. Who else would it be? Yeah, I'm not... What, do you think I picked up extra babies and then dumped the one you didn't want? Like, like did they ever explain how she left? No. Like, she, I don't... It, that is the, so weird. That's the one thing keeping this from being a five star movie for me is that yeah. it's just very strange that this guy ever had custody of this kid. But I, but I mean, it's like uh, what was it that we did the Parent Trap when it's right. like, how did you not know? Yeah, uh, and then she shows back up and she's married to a rich guy, and then she's like, and she has another daughter, and she's like, I guess we'll just we'll take Dink off your hands, and he's like, and no. No, you didn't want him when he was a baby, and he's sticking with me. His name's Dink, and I'm the champ, baby. <laughs> he's Dinkus, I'm the champ. It's fun. It's gr- it's really good. It's a really really good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It would have been it would have been my pick for uh, best picture this year. I thought yeah, it was fucking just, phenomenal. I enjoy it. I enjoy it more too with his performance in Grand Hotel, just showing how different he could be. He's a real, you know what, you know, uh, I said Brian Dennehy earlier. It's fucking Gene Hackman is my, the comparison for this guy, I think. Where you go, like, Gene Hackman does the French connection, and then Gene Hackman does the conversation. Like, he's fucking can do anything he wants. Yeah. Uh, the Champ, check it out. If you have my voodoo password, because I bought it. <laughs> uh, five star hey, final. Just What's text that? me. I'll give it to you guys. No, don't do that. That's got my credit card gotta, information. Hey, that's my ice machine going crazy over there. For some I reason, so I trust Bill with passwords to things that have all of my credit card information. He could yeah. rob me blind. I mean, I have, in turn, given you license to rob me blind as well. Yeah, but so I know your like credit score. Be, dude, you do not. You would be surprised. <laughs> Once you start buying things, you're going to be like, wow, this fella. Wow, I got declined fast. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? They didn't even bother with two-step on authentication. <laughs> just said, nope. <laughs> Every time I log into his Amazon account, it just logs me out. Uh, good oh. stuff. We have fun. I'm going to throw that away. The next, whole episode. Next nominee. We have four more nominees before we can get to the fucking best picture. How one. many were there this year? Eight. Eight. And we're already at an hour. It's going to be a long one, folks. Buckle up. We're having fun. Five-star final directed by Mervyn Leroy. An unscrupulous newspaper editor searches for headlines at any cost. A lot of uh, newspaper headline movies back then. Yeah, this one is kind of... Uh, it's like an answer to front page. Front page is kind of about how we need the press to keep the city officials and the police in check. And then this movie is about, like, we need to get rid of these fucking newspapers because they're just tabloid <laughs> trash. Uh, this hey. one. Fake I, news. Watch this movie. Good movie. You would like this one a lot. Uh, Edward What's G. Robinson. Is, which one? Five oh, Star Final. Eddie G. shows up. He's a newspaper editor. Uh, and his publisher is the circulation's down, so they're going to run a 20-year retrospective on uh, this cold case this about this uh, woman who was acquitted of murdering her husband. Yeah. And when they do that, it basically just fucking destroys the woman's life. Like, her daughter's about to get married to these, like, um, socialites' son, and then all of a sudden they find out that she's the daughter of a murderer, and her new husband was implicit involved in it. 
but the daughter doesn't know anything about it, and all comes to a head. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Brother. You're not going to remember. It basically uh, uh, predicted. It's not final. I've already looked up five. I haven't got to the rest of it yet, but. Uh, basically uh, invented uh, true crime podcasting. Oh, five-star diners. I'll look up that instead. <laughs> uh, five-star final. Good picture. This Was that on your dad's uh, T Turner Classic? No, this one I had to uh, it's only you can only rent it through iTunes and uh, Amazon. I hate when they do that. Let me d- get it get whatever it on the hell Voodoo. I want it. Get it on Voodoo. Uh good good uh good pick. I like this one. The next uh, nominee. Robinson's great. One hour with you, directed by George Kukor and Ernst Lubitsch. Oh, another Ernst Lubitsch joint. Yeah, what uh what was he? What was his deal, Lee? Uh we were talking about him uh, I think it was nominated oh, last yeah, week or the week before. Yeah, because he keeps making these fucking movies with uh, fucking Maurice Chevalier, this French oh, dumbass. Yes. And we got two of them. I'm going to do them back to back because it just fucking pisses me off. One Hour With You, a Parisian doctor, Andre, is faithful to his loving wife, Colette, much to the surprise of his lovely female patients. But is when this Colette's, a Chevalier movie? Yeah, it's a fucking stupid French musical. I, but uh, I don't fuck it. I, one hour with you and the smiling lieutenant. They're both oh, Maurice. You bailed on that one, right? They're both Maurice Chevalier. He's this like big, goofy faced, smiling, handsome Frenchman, and they, he sings directly to camera. They're both musicals. I have no interest in ever seeing either of them. Uh, He's not a mime, right? It's no. He should be a mime though, because he would shut it his fucking mouth. Feels like he would be. Maybe he was. Maybe he carried over from the silent era and they just discovered that he can sing but the smiling lieutenant while on patrol he winks at a his love interest but a frumpy princess thinks that he winked at her and soon he's getting married to the queen fucking two and that's also directed by Ernst Lubitsch two directors two stars make the same movie gets nominated two different movies get nominated yeah it sucks uh, and then the last nominee, Shanghai Express, directed by Joseph von Sternberg. A beautiful temptress rekindles an old romance while trying to escape her past during a tense, packed train journey. Tension oh, packed. I love That's a train. I, I love a train journey. Uh, this is on uh, the Criterion channel, or it was. Might I don't know if it's still up there. It's worth a watch. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It feels kind of like a... Um, like an early uh, Hitchcocky type. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, but I was. I think I was thinking of uh, the Lady Vanishes. The Lady Vanishes is a train. Uh, Hitch, is a Hitchcock on a train. This has uh, Marlene Dietrich in it. Oh, um, I like her. Yeah, she's good. Um, there's some uh, real fucking, real uh, problematic uh, Asian stereotypes. They're basically oh, really? on a, yeah. they're on a chain and uh, they're on a train in uh, Hong Kong or, or Shanghai with Shanghai, China. They're on a train in uh, China and it keeps getting stopped by the Chinese military because they're looking for people. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Warner Oland uh, plays the uh, the the Chinese general that's leading this revolution. He's also uh, a fat Dutch man. Uh, who's most famous for playing Charlie Chan in all the Charlie Chan films. Oh, those films. Yeah. So he's basically doing his Charlie Chan yellow face on a train with Marlene Dietrich and a bunch of other shit. 
don't yeah, know. Yeah, I believe they have a, a Dietrich collection on Criterion. Yeah, it's probably in there. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I liked it enough. Uh, but uh, not as much as I liked Grand Hotel, the winner. I think you mean Grand Budapest Hotel? Nope. That would not win an Academy That's Award. That's what I watched. It I don't... should. It was nominated. It sure was. Um, it was nominated in probably 2013, I'm going to guess. 2014. I'm the stupidest man alive. I hate myself. You're in the running. <laughs> so hurtful you're supposed to fucking console me and you're just going there just fucking doubling down well i think i just confirmed that you're not the stupidest man alive uh grand budapest hotel who do you think would be stupid you think it would be me yeah uh Uh, now who's the one who's disappointing the other one of us you were supposed to tell me no yeah but i got my whole life ahead of me you're almost done Oh, I'm not mad at you for saying that to me. Oh, Southie David you're Ortiz showed up. I'm not mad that you're mad at me. Come on, Big Poppy. Hit a home run for me. I'm not mad that you're mad that I'm mad. Why are you mad? What's your fucking problem, dude? Hey, just get me a room at this grand hotel. I just want to go to the grand hotel. That's all. I'm just looking for a room. I want a, I want a room with a big bathtub. I just want to be one of the many people that tells their story uh, of staying in this fucking hotel. Hey, why is the fucking mini bar locked? I just want to get into the mini bar. Greta Garbo. No, I'm not going to drink. John Barrymore. I could riff like this for virtually minutes. Talking about like Mark Wahlberg trying to get a room at the Grand Hotel. <laughs> People just would try definitely to, try to change rooms at the Grand Hotel. I you just know, I can't I can't stay next to the elevator. It's yeah, too you, loud. You got me next to an ice machine. I don't even. What am I, a fucking penguin? I'm trying to sleep in here. All day long, I'm hearing clink, clink, clink. I'm getting up at 3 a.m. to do push-ups, and I can't be... I gotta get two hours of sleep. I can't be doing this shit. I'm a busy fucking actor. John Barrymore, Joan Crawford, Wallace Beery, Lionel Barrymore, other people. Oh, the Barrymore brothers. The fucking Bar... The original Bash brothers. Uh, the Barrymore family tree uh, does lead to Drew. It does. Um, I couldn't tell you how, but... Uh, there is. They also had a sister, Ethel Barrymore. Yes, I'm looking at that now. Who was supposedly a pretty big deal in her own right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then somehow in 1975 they gave birth to Drew Barrymore, one of our. All of them together? <laughs> yeah, they all gathered in there. They all had a role to play. Uh, no, I think most of them were dead by then. The acting Barrymore's, but that's a lot of money that's getting passed down. That's generational wealth that the government should take and distribute to people who need it. I'll take a little bit. I'll take a little bit of that odd. Yeah, dude, you tell me you're not going to dip into the Barrymore fortune? Fuck I'll yeah, you are. I'll take a little bit of those Barrymore bucks. <laughs> give, me them, give me them Lionel dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, each one, they each got a different face on each denomination. It's a new crypto Barrymore coin. Uh, this is a tough movie to all right, talk they don't about. All, they don't all hit. No, they don't make it. This is uh, the first uh, first MGM uh, all-star picture, they called it. Uh, where they had, I mean, like, there are a lot of stars in this fucking thing. Well, I, so I was, reading, I was reading up on this movie, and it, it seems at the time that the, the consensus, the idea, the smart financial decision was to spread your stars out. 
People want to see Joan Crawford, and they want to see Wallace Beery, and they want to see John Barrymore, and they want to see Greta Garbo. So that's and this is these are all people that are under contract to the same same movie uh, studio. Studio. So I mean, this movie very easily could have been Greta Garbo and well, John Barrymore, and then just a bunch of nobodies playing the rest of the parts. Yeah. But, but they once were like, again, they said, we got to go cannonball run on this bitch. Yeah, which is smart because it meant you got fucking. Yeah, you draw in people who don't necessarily, you know, people who aren't there for uh, Joan Crawford, but might be there for Greta Gabo or vice versa. You know, Right. So that's. I that's... understand how to get the people out there watching your film, Sean. The original Avengers. The original Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Bring them all together. Um. Yeah. So it all of this stuff takes place at this hotel that's in Germany. Yeah, Berlin. Yes, Berlin. Um, and uh, the opening is uh, you know, I dude, I love these old movies that uh, they they give you the title cards at the beginning. It's basically like a fucking uh, here's the cast, who? who's who, because then you watch it and you're like, okay, these are the people I need to pay attention to. Yeah, it's the good where they they actually show you. Like, they'll do a clip of the person and tell you who they are. Yeah. Playing. And they'll be like, it's like uh, Joan Crawford as I mean, Flamenchen. Flamenchen. I mean, the names in this movie fucking rough stuff. I mean, stuff. the German. Uh, I should mention Wallace Beer was the only actor that he uh, put up a stink. He did not want to be in this film because he wasn't going to be the top billed star. Um, But they said he could do it. He said he would do it if he was the only person that was allowed Who's to speak top with. top Bill? Gabo, right? Gabo, baby. And she was only billed by her last name. Uh, oh, really? They don't say Greta Gabo? I don't know. I read that on the IMDb trivia. You know how fucking stupid that shit can be sometimes. <laughs> um, no, Wallace Beer is the only guy that was allowed to do a German accent. That's why everybody else speaks with their regular accents. And he's yeah. putting on uh, putting on airs. Uh, there's, uh, the opening, but the opening with them all, all making the phone calls, kind of setting up who they are and thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. They get all the, it opens with the, uh, with the hotel dude, the manager getting the call about his kid or his wife's in labor. Yeah. And then that guy fucks off for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But it, that's how the movie ends though. Right. Doesn't end with the call back to him and he's like, the wife's fine and. Yeah, but and it's then got... everybody's checking out. So it's just like the flip side of the coin. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they don't really get, he's the only hotel staff. Because this is all just one, this is all one night, right? This whole thing takes place over the course of one night. Uh, I think two nights, because. Is it, is it a weekend? I think it might be something like that, because uh, whatever it is, is that they make arrangements. Joan Crawford has a date with John Barrymore tomorrow at five to go dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So the thing opens, uh, we meet all the characters, you kind of get a, a sense of what their deal is, um, and I guess that's the best way to do it. You got Greta Garbo, she is this famous ballerina that's in town doing ballerina shit, and she's got all of her people, she's the most famous believe, person I, in the hotel. I mean, I think they call it a ballet. Is that what they do? Is yeah. that what ballerinas do? It's not just called I ballet shit? they call shit? them uh, foot foot soldiers oh yeah 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 she's a foot soldier for the russian ballet or some shit and she uh she just you Grus- know grusinskaya yeah we don't see her for a long time they kind of keep her hidden she's not in that opening montage uh 
so she uh, she's got you know people coming around. They're always calling up her car, uh, and you get they the like se- they keep mentioning her. They're, they're like mentioning that she's yeah, coming, or, or she's or that she's not coming, and she seems depressed. But then they're like, she's the show must go on, and she got managers and keepers and stuff floating around. Then we got John Barrymore plays uh, Baron Felix von Geigern, so we think, and he's just a fucking charming schmoozer. Uh, that just... I kept a whole movie. I kept uh, thinking of William Powell in this role. I, he gives like a yeah. They have a lot of the same uh, vibes. Yep. And mustache, as it turns out. Mm. And that might be where most of the vibe comes from. No, but I, 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 I could any either of the two guys could play <coughs> this yeah, part. William Powell, great. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love you know, I love Bill Powell. I do. Uh, he oh, plays he plays Baron the Baron uh, that everybody keeps looking for, and he basically just kind of inserts himself. He turns out spoiler alert, guy's a fucking con man, cat burglar or whatever, yeah. and he's he's mixed up with some bad characters that want him to uh, steal some pearls from uh, steal the jewels from Gabo Grusinskaya the uh, foot soldier ballet shitter. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, then we got Wallace Beery is some kind of industrialist. General Director Pricing. Pricing. Uh, he's trying to make a. He's trying to do a big merger with a company in England. For he's s- like a textile company. Yeah, and they and he's trying to make a deal with one people, but that deal is contingent on a deal in England and it, some cotton company that he's got to merge shit. with. To- and he needs a stenographer, so we're introduced to Joan Crawford as. Flamenchin, the stenographer, who uh, just a horny young lady. What a fucking yeah, man, Joan Crawford. Yep, a yeah, valuable soul in her. We love her. Intelligent, talented, beautiful actress. Allegedly, just a monster of a stepmother. But <laughs> I think that's I think that's a huge allegedly. By the way, I think a lot of that I stuff mean, has been disproven. You know what? Hey, I don't know. I'm just having a goof on the whole family. No, because I've I've brought that up before when I recommended somebody watch um, Johnny Guitar with um, William Sterling and Joan Crawford. And I was like, yeah, she's just fucking crazy going around with shotguns. And people are like, well, actually, not that crazy. And that's a lot of uh, that's hooey. A lot of hooey. A lot of hooey. I think it's just a lot of uh, jealousy. And she was just a successful woman. Uh, so she plays the stenographer, and she's uh, she got the hots for John Barrymore. Uh, Who doesn't? Uh, I mean, not I don't really. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you're afraid, but he's cool. got he's in love with Greta Garbo after he steals her jewels and then returns them. Yeah, this is dude. This is the weirdest thing. How she like she comes back to kill herself. Yeah, it does seem that way. I mean, because he comes out, he's hiding when she shows up, and she pulls, I don't know if it's a, a needle or something out of her, but it looks like she's going to inject herself. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of, he, he runs steps out in. And he's like, I was going to rob you, but now I am I love you. Yeah, now we just need to do it. You need, you do need a needle. This needle <laughs> that dick. That will cure you. I got 10 cc's of loving. Gross. Penis. That's a lot. It's a lot. Ten cc's is very ambitious. 
It's a lot of pineapple. I think it's I think it's not as much as you think in your head. <laughs> you know I what? I think it's actually. <laughs> uh, the measurements of jism are a, I don't typically uh, weigh and measure things in uh, splooge, but maybe I should start. As a man a who is publicly, what a dirty riff! Publicly a classy movie. spoken about uh, the measurement of his semen. Uh, I don't appreciate right. this line. Hey, if you're looking for a podcast that covers the greatest movies ever made, but also occasionally throws in a semen riff. Hey, what are you gonna do? Oh, you're telling me oh, there's boy, something boy. about Mary's not one of the greatest films of all time? Whole thing's oh, about fucking do. semen. Oh, hair gel, you zoop. <laughs> that movie. I'm so afraid oh, man, to rewatch. It sounded like it. Yeah, it feels like it's. Uh, I mean, I just keep thinking about the baseball. Mm, not good because I have been rewatching Deadwood, and that is he's there, Big Dan. Uh, and then the final of our of our core five. There's other people around. Who gives a shit about them? The last guy we got is Otto. Uh, Kringline? Uh, Kringlin. 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 Played by Lionel Barrymore. No, I think it's Kringlin. I think Kringlin. you're right. Kringlin. Uh, who is a former employee of Wallace Beery's. Well, he's no, he's a current employee, but he's, he's on sick leave. He's on sick leave. He's sick, and he's basically come to this grand hotel to die because he wants to. He's just going to blow through all of his money and live the last couple of uh, days or months of his life. To the best of his ability, he's just gonna fucking just blow through his cash and just live life off the hog. And yeah, he uh, said he just came and saw a specialist, and they said he has a couple weeks left. I yeah, two or three weeks. So he, he's ripping up his will, and he's just gonna blow through his cash. Which, dude, fucking more power to you, brother. Gotta be honest, he looks pretty healthy. He doesn't seem like he's uh, doing too bad. No, I mean a haircut would probably help. Yeah, he looks. I mean, he looks old. Uh, you know, he's not, uh, you know, virile in the way that John Barrymore and Wallace Beery are in this movie. He does not look Mr. Potter old, though. No. Uh, full head of hair, not bald, glasses, mustache. He looks he's as- like Dobby. He's like the Baron. Uh, can Dobby say hello to the Baron yeah. when he sees him? Good he sir. seems drunk all the time, which I guess if you're, you know, just he is. He keeps saying the the sweet champagne. He's trying to get everybody potty. He's like, let's just fucking never end it, uh, which I get. So he he just as a dude that just kind of floats around. He's trying to, you know, he wants to say his piece to uh, to Wallace Beery, but he needs the Baron's help to do it and. Uh, it's just, you know, these guys, they all fucking run into each other and they're all, you know, trying to stick, you know, things in each other and uh, or or take things from each other. Like the Baron's trying to steal. Uh, Kringleine is trying to be the Baron's friend and just party. Right. Praising's trying to get Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. And he wants- knows, like he's Joan Crawford wants the Baron. And he Wallace Beery knows that. Wallace Beery also and mentions then, Oh shit. So Billy, let me ask you this. If you could uh would you stay at the Grand Hotel? Seems like a nice place. I would love to. I'd much rather stay there than the Grand Budapest because of the Nazi thing. 
I mean, we're a little early again from the opening up top of the episode, uh, 1932. We're not that early, dude. We're not that early. We're about a year early. So this would be the last chance. 1932 would be the last chance you could stay at the Grand Hotel without the Nazis you being You don't in think control. they're booked up to 1933? I'm you think saying, I could still look, get a room? Oh, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's very different. They put out those block bookings like fucking Disney World. You got to be on that fucking reservation. It seems, yeah, it seems like they it would be fill up fast. Um, I also especially around Oktoberfest. I one of the things that I fucking I love. So the beginning of this movie, they have that opening montage of all the people on the phones, and then they got yeah. this they got this doctor that's floating around. This doctor Auden Audenschlag. He's a disfigured veteran of World War One. Half of his face is like burned off. Had a grenade blown up in his face. He reveals later on. Yeah, and he just he's sitting in the lobby and he goes, People coming, going, nothing ever happens. And that's how he describes the Grand Hotel. And then at the end Which of the Which is the tagline to the movie, I believe. Yes. Uh so then at the end of the movie, uh the Baron uh the Baron uh, uh tricks uh uh Lionel Barrymore into having a card game. And uh they go up like fucking huge. He makes like fourteen thousand marks. Is that what he says? Ah, uh, yeah. He's uh, uh, Otto cleans up right. But then when he brings the, him up to his room to put him to bed, he basically steals his wallet full of all the money that was like. Well, he pa- he passes out in that uh, at the game. He's yes. hammered. Yeah, he, he just know, keeps drinking. But the Baron helps him he... back up to the room, and then. The guy. Well, he wakes up. They got him in the bed with the doc, the doctor, the Baron, yes. and Otto's in bed. So then, so the Baron just fucking takes his wallet, which has got all of this, like all this money that he needs to live off that he's going to blow through it. Is this, this is like his grand last adventure? Yeah. Plus, the he notices it on the floor, so he just picks it up and steals it because that's what picks he, it up, and then immediately Otto wakes up and he's like, <gasps> my "Where's wallet? my purse?" And fucking pant. He calls it a pocketbook. Which I was Which like, they did. My coin purse, my pocketbook, yeah. my clutch. These fucking babies. My fanny pack. Oh, where's my purse? Uh, but then the Baron has a change of heart because he likes this guy. He just he goes, oh, here it is. I found it in my uh, coat pocket. Don't know how it got there. No, he's, he just like bends down and like pretends he found it under a, under a chair. Yeah, I know. He's I was, like, oh, here's your purse, I silly was, man. I was trying to do a silly thing where he stole the wallet and they said, I found it. But the doctor sees, like, the doctor sees it. He knows. Yeah, but who, you can't trust somebody with half a face. Everybody knows. He gets he gets caught by everybody at one point. Bad fucking thief. Not good at all. Uh, so. I'm trying to now the the one last big thing that happens is that uh, pricing needs to go to England. Wallace Beery yeah, needs to go tri- to England. He tricks the other company into thinking that he merged. Yeah, so now he has to go to merge and actually do the fucking merger, and he wants to bring Joan Crawford with him uh, to take notes and to uh, fuck. Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, and she's like, "What about your wife? I don't want to." And he's like, ah. "He was eyeing her ankles earlier. Ooh, she sh- like crossed her. She crossed her ankles at one point when she was typing. He was like, swing. Yeah, I mean, look, we all did. Uh, a very sexually confident lady, Joan Crawford, beautiful, intelligent, talented, but fucking so hot. God damn it! Oh, her eyebrows are a little demonic sometimes. I think those are <laughs> some. Day. They're they're a bit much. Greta Garbo too. Greta Garbo's another one. Like she's also, 
You you had a bigger issue with Greta Garbo in this movie than I did. You thought she was mugging a lot with her fucking silent well, film I, actor yeah, shit. Yeah, but that's the thing is I think that her whole the majority of her career was silent film. Right. And I think it's just that's I mean that's what the acting was. She's trying to express everything without saying anything. Yeah. And now all of a sudden she has a script but she still has that like very expressive facial movements. Yeah, it didn't it didn't stand out to me as like distracting at all, but I yeah, I know I'm what not, you mean. I'm, I'm not saying that it it was necessarily distracting. No, you're not saying it right now. It. I got a number of texts where you go, Greta Garbo is a bag yeah, of shit. I talk shit she a should lot have been fucking, text, dude. She should not have been allowed on screen. She fucking acts like a fucking child. Yeah, that's what it is. Like she should have the keys taken away. Her children should be removed yeah. if she was still alive, and so were they. Uh, she Greta she got, passed in. She lived to be like 90. Yeah, she I saw, away I saw like a picture 19. of her. Later in life, the other day when I was looking up things about Greta do Garbo. Not, do not diss Greta Garbo. No, not. I'm not. But I'm saying it, it was just like, it was like weird. Like you see her as this like, you know, like old Hollywood, like hair all done all the time, all in the fucking gowns and shit. And then she's just like, in like a hooded sweatshirt and like walking her dog. Like, yeah, she, uh, she stopped acting, I think, in like 41 or something. Yep. Uh, yeah, it seemed like she didn't, I got the, I got the impression that, uh, didn't care for talkies. It took a lot out of her as well. She was very intense, uh, and like very serious and it just seemed like it was not fun for her and, uh, just a lot of fucking work emotionally. So she just fucking bailed, which, Hey, good on you. Good for her. Um, so the last thing that happens, so Beery and Joan Crawford are planning to go to, London. Um, well, he keeps trying. Like, he asks her to go, and he, like, quotes a... She has... Quotes him a price, like, what it would take to go there. Yeah, he doesn't even box. And then... But then the Baron, like, walks by, and immediately she's, like, hi, and he's like, please don't disrespect me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, you're married. What if I see you and your wife out on the street, and I'm like, hey, toodaloo. Like, yeah, just trying to get him to call the first name. She's right. like, nah. Nah, dog. So uh, Wallace Beery goes back up to his room and he finds the Baron rifling through his stuff because this guy still needs to get Fucking this money. Stole his purse. He's trying to pay off some people. Uh, he's in like with a crime b- fucking thing, and they're gonna kill him if he doesn't get their money back. And so he's he's going. They through want trying the to jewels. Steal. He's trying to get the money for the jewels or something. I think right? he's trying to pay off debts. And so now he's gonna rob pricing to get the debts paid, but pricing just fucking just fucking caves in his skull yeah it does. hey that's what you get it, it's not a fight so much like it's at just this a point, fucking bludgeoning he's trying to get money to go with with Greta Gabo right because they've made to get the train fare yeah or they've he's made like, plans to escape together um and then Joan Crawford and Pricing are going to go off together until Wallace Beery kills John Barrymore as the Baron and then Lionel Barrymore comes up and is just like, nah, dude, you're going to jail. That's my brother. You killed my best friend. Hey, mister, you killed my brother. Um, so so that all happens. And then and then we get uh, we see Garbo at the train station waiting for the Baron to yeah, show but up. Pri- well, when Otto show- comes in, too, uh, 
pricing tries to get him to take the blame for it. Right. After he's all like earlier, he's like, oh, why Why are you here? You're, you're on sick leave. You're probably embezzling. Right. And now he's all like, hey, why don't you just cover for me in this murder? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you're going to die in two him. weeks anyway. Um, But he doesn't. Pr- and then Lionel Barrymore goes, ah, ah, ah. Mm-mm. Ah, ah, ah. Talk to the hand. Not here, not now. So, pricing gets arrested. Uh, Greta Garbo's all depressed. She checks out of the hotel. Uh, She's been depressed the whole time. The whole she doesn't time. even know the Baron's dead, too. She's right. like calling. She thinks for him he. And she thinks she's. Like, he already left. Yeah, because they were like, "Don't tell her." Yeah, nobody tells her anything. They're just like, "Don't fuck her up." We but need then, her to dance. So when she's checking out, then there's like a cool little run of like. The next group of wacko weirdo yeah. characters that are going to come into the hotel, and you got like two guys in aviation, uh, a husband and wife aviator pair. They come out. It's just a whole new set of stories, right? Yeah, no, it was. I thought I was like, oh fuck, this is pretty cool. Yeah, and then and then we go and then we end. We fucking uh, bookend this shit with the fucking half faced doctor going. Grand hotel, always the same. People come, people go. Nothing ever happens. It's like, well, I mean, they were just it's like fucking. And then the Nazis moved into Poland. And then, and then the uh, Allied forces bombed the fuck out of this hotel. We fucking wrecked this shit. Yeah, you got to think that eventually that hotel was not left standing. Yeah, Sally Bowles is homeless now, baby. Cabaret. And Otto's like, "Hey, Joan Crawford, why don't you just go with me? I'll take care of you, and then you can have your, my money." Yeah. He was heading off to the Paris Grand Hotel. There's a Grand Hotel everywhere in the world. Yeah, and she's like, ooh, I've always wanted to see Paris and jerk off an old man. Is that part of No? No, I don't, just th- I don't think. I don't have to do I don't anything? Think any, yeah, I don't have to actually earn the money. Hell yeah, let's fucking go. I mean, obviously she's earning the money just by... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and you know, you, just by fighting the Nazis alone, and presumably she's gonna throw the guy a hand job. He's gonna die in two weeks. Let's hope. Uh, Grand Hotel. I liked this movie. It was great. It was really good. Um, uh, Champ was probably better. Yeah, but I just love that uh, it showed the range of Wallace Berry, dude. Yeah, and I don't think you can deny. The fucking, this is the first movie that we've come across going through these movies that's like, this thing is star-studded. Yeah. You know, like, all the other movies that are nominated have, like, you know, it's The Champ is Wallace Beery, Five Star Finals, George, uh, Edward G. Robinson, Shanghai Express is Marlene Dietrich, the other two with the fucking French dickhead. Like, they're one-star pictures. This is like, you're getting fucking five big names for the price of one. Yeah, I think, and uh, we'll get more of that, too. Mm. Like, when we get into the Capra films. Oh, yeah. We bring, like, Barrymore in with uh, Jimmy Stewart and shit. Yep. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, this was, a, this was a good one. I like this one a lot, yeah, baby. I, enjoyed it. I would stay there. Grand Hotel. I love that fucking, that reception desk. The big. I love the overhead shot of it from, like, the de- looking down from the balcony. That's right. That's how we. That's how we. Uh, that's how we close a fucking picture. Ah, we fucking close that shit with a balcony shot, baby. That's how we close a fucking podcast, Sean. We kick this motherfucker in the teeth. Damn, Bill. You, you wanna. Right. You wanna bump mics real quick. What's we next week? We haven't bumped what mics. Let's bump. Clear. 
Let it bump. Click. Bump. bump. Uh, next week we're watching. We a- haven't. Re- we got to work on our sound effects a little. Yeah, bit. it ain't great. Uh, we were supposed to record this uh, podcast, of course, in person, um, but I had uh, dog shit hip. Yeah, I had steroids injected into my hip, and my hips balls are so small. Oh, you're a user. You're a steroid user. You're going for the home run record. And I'll be honest with you. The way they make me feel today, I might be. <laughs> I, ah. I certainly could see a life where I start abusing steroids. <laughs> Swinging for the fences, brother. Uh, I don't need these. Ta- What's next week? Cavalcade. Cavalcade. I don't know anything about this flick. Me neither. Um, I do know that it's on my voodoo, though. Hell yeah, you do. Uh, it's the best picture winner. Next week, we also are going to be looking at Forty Second Street, A Farewell to Arms. You know, there's some good movies next week. The Private Life of Henry the Eighth, baby. Good. The Private oh, Life Jolly, of Henry Chucky the Lawton, fucking Eighth. I loved that movie. He's great. Uh, and we get Mae West is going to show up. Got him coming up in a few weeks of Mutant on the Bounty too. It's going to be good. Long. It's gonna 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 be good, dude. We're just getting into it, you guys. Old Hollywood. You know, you've never met ho- old Hollywood. I'll be honest with met you. A balcony style. Uh, I don't want to interrupt your final riff, but this was the first week where I was like, "That was it." Oh shit! Fuck! Now it's all. Oh, it damn riff. it! Now it's on me. Uh, uh, I got to pee. Why don't you do the final riff? This, and let me pee. This was the first week where I was like excited to watch more than just the Best Picture winner. Whereas, like, I yeah. got, I got, I got to fill in some blanks, and uh, and that's gonna be the that's gonna be the pattern for the next uh, hundred years. Yeah, hundred years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for appreciating everything that Sean has brought to you this week. And also thank you for appreciating, you know, if you found anything in the episode that maybe I said that you think was good enough to go into the Library of Congress, maybe you could contact them. I don't know then at their email. You could probably look it up on Google or something unless you're a fucking just a lazy bag of shit. And you expect me to get the podcast into the Library of Congress by myself? I mean, I will. I'm used to it. I'm an orphan, so I'm used to doing things for myself. You know, except for my my wife does a lot of it. She really, she's really been a big help. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Good day to you and yours, Mr. Barrymore. Bye.